From the Islamic Institute of Toronto, this is Mamun Hassan and you are listening to Friday Decoded. He said I was a young man and he had enough wealth to prepare. And every day he's telling himself, okay, I will prepare tomorrow. And tomorrow and tomorrow. And eventually the time came and the Prophet set out with the companions. And he said, no problem, I'll catch up with them tomorrow. And eventually the distance was too far, so he decided not to go. Shaykh Abdul Hamid, uh, your khutbah today um, was centered on a, uh, a story that happened during the times of the Prophet Captain Malik. This is a very interesting um, khutbah and uh, it's a beautiful story. I, I want to know the motivation behind this khutbah. Why have you chosen to spoke about this today? Um, now, first of all, it's a beautiful story, like you said, and there are many, many lessons to be learned from the story. I decided to talk about it, though, because I know the Islamic New Year will start in a few days. Today is, is about the 26th of, uh, of Dhul Hijjah, so in about four or five days mm-hmm. or three days, uh, the Islamic New Year will start. And I remember last year when the new Islamic year began, the khutbah I gave was about uh, was about the hadith of the Prophet salam that the immigrant, the muhajir, man hajara ma nahallahu an, is the one who uh, shuns and stays away from what Allah has prohibited. Um, I didn't want to go over that again, and I thought, you know what? Well, it's a year later. Let's see, let's see if we can reflect on, well, what has happened for the past year? Where did we go? How far did we get in relation to that hadith? Um, so that really was the objective of, 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 of one of the objectives of the khutbah today, to get people to look at and to sort of evaluate what has transpired for the past year in their lives, what were they able to achieve, uh, what, did, what they, they were not able to achieve. came back to Medina so he came back to Medina as he got close to Medina Ka'b ibn Malik he said I began to think of excuses and justifications he said I even consulted with the people within my family what's the best excuse to give to the Prophet for staying behind and not joining him on, on, on this expedition now one of the Issues that I found with a lot of people, given the fact that I do a fair bit of counseling as well, is that often I see people offering a lot of excuses and justifications. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, I remember the story of Ka'b ibn Malik, anhu, who came to the Prophet, salam. he thought about offering excuses and justifications. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he toyed with the idea for a while, but then eventually he decided not to do any of that and to come clean. And to own up to what he did in terms of having no excuse for not being part of that group that went with the Prophet ﷺ to Tabuk. And when the Prophet ﷺ arrived in Medina from this expedition, all the folks who did not accompany him, they came to him and they offered their excuses. Oh, I couldn't go because of this and I couldn't go because of that. And the Prophet ﷺ accepted their excuses he asked Allah to forgive them and he, he left their, the secrets of their hearts to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
He accepted, accepted them at face value and left the secret of their hearts to Allah to judge. And Ka'b ibn Malik, at this point, he resolved within himself that the best thing for him today is to speak the truth, not to make excuses, not to seek justifications. So he came to the Prophet ﷺ and he said, O Messenger of Allah, if I wanted to, I could make an excuse to you, offer you an excuse. Unlike the rest of the people, you would probably accept the excuse and let me go. But maybe Allah the Exalted would have made you dislike me for that. So today I will tell you the truth. And this is why, as I mentioned in the khutbah, Allah also spoke uh, uh, very harshly about those who offered excuses and would even make oath in the name of Allah. Um, but Ka'b ibn Malik came, he didn't offer any excuse, he didn't offer any justification, he just owned up to what he did. So his story was used really from the perspective, and I know there are many lessons that we can draw from the story, and there are a lot of details I couldn't even get into because uh, of the time. But really the point I wanted to highlight from his story was the fact that he did not make excuses, he did not offer up justifications, he owned up to what he did, and this, is, this should be the attitude of the Muslim. I have no excuse for not joining you. That's it. No justification, no excuses. He didn't do it and he owned up to it. He did suffer a, you know, some serious consequences for himself being truthful, if you think about it, right? I mean, um, he went through dunya hardship and he's gone through... Um, uh, you, know, the boy, the, you know, the social boycott that he's gone through. Th these are really serious motivations for people to not speak the truth. Uh, that's true. But at the end of the day, and this is why when you look at Surah At-Tawbah, in the verses in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this story, the verse immediately after the one in which he spoke about the issue of Kabir bin Malik and the other two companions, Allah says, O you who believe, so people have to really think about and decide. Do they want people to be happy with them or pleased with them on a temporary basis, meaning in this world, and then face the wrath of Allah, the exalted in the next world, uh, on, a, on an eternal basis? Or would they rather Allah be pleased with them uh, on an eternal basis in the hereafter or being, for being truthful and honest, but having to face at the same time some wrath from people or anger or annoyance from people, but it's, it's, it's short-lived. I mean, what they faced was 50 days, of course, 50 very, very tough and hard days to have, uh, you know, your closest friends and buddies, uh, you know, bike at you and not talk to you and not even reply to your, your greetings and things like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it's still this world. I mean, if it had happened till they died, it's still temporary. Ka'b ibn Malik said, that when he went away that day, and he is of course in grief, some people followed him. And they told him, why didn't you offer an excuse like the other people did to the Messenger of Allah? And uh, the Messenger of Allah would have asked Allah to forgive you. 
So when Cobb heard this, he said, I was tempted to go back and doubt myself. I was tempted to go back and tell the prophet, you know what? No, 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 I have an excuse. Well, when he heard there were two other companions who were in the same boat as he was, he decided not to do that. He said that the other two companions secluded themselves in their homes and they did not stop crying. But he, he said, I was a young man. He would still go to the masjid and pray his prayers. And he said, I would go to the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And I would greet him. And I would not be sure that his lips were moving in response to my greetings. He said in prayer, I used to sometimes steal glances at the Prophet, peace be upon him. And when I looked at him, he would look away. And when I was focused in my prayer, he would look at me. He said when he walked in the marketplaces, people would avoid him. Until one day in the marketplace, he received a letter from the king of Ghassan. And the king told him, listen, we heard that your companion, meaning the prophet, peace be upon him, has turned his back on you. And you have no friends there. Why don't you come join us up? We'll be your friends. We'll give you refuge. And Kaab responded by saying, as if what I'm experiencing is not a trial enough. Uh, at the time, of course, that uh, caused some sort, sort of, some sort of annoyance. But eventually, because uh, he was honest and he was truthful, Allah the Exalted uh, uh, forgave him and, and, and sent revelation to broadcast and to announce his, uh, his forgiveness. This has been Friday Decoded from the Islamic State of Toronto. Our podcast is produced by the IIT media team. That is Tahmeed Shadman, Muhammad Yaseen, Hussam Al-Akbari, and yours truly. Our audio track includes no music instruments and produced by the talented Elias Mao. Check him out at eliasmao.com. If you liked our podcast, please email, like, share, and rate us. We love to hear from you. Our email address is media at islam.ca. My name is Mamun Hassan, and assalamu alaikum. <laughs>